Joining us on the line from Reader's Digest magazine, we say hello to Megan Jones. Good morning, Megan. Morning. Great to have you on the line. Of course, another fantastic article from the pages of Reader's Digest magazine. This comes from the Get Smart section. It's 13 things you should know about food poisoning. Very important subject for me. <laughs> I would definitely say there's a lot that I didn't uh, necessarily, well, not that I didn't know, but maybe I guess that I wasn't following. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's start with uh, Megan. The first one is uh, when it comes to beef, it really is impossible to tell by looking at it if, you're, if your beef is going to give you food poisoning. That's right. So there's a very handy slogan um, at Health Canada, um, and that's your burger is done at 71, and that refers to a uh, degree Celsius. Um, so home chefs should really use a meat thermometer because, as you said, by looking at it, there's no way to tell if it's ready. Now, this uh, number two points out that this is different when you're dealing with a steak versus a meat that's already been ground and the surfaces have been in, in contact with uh, instruments. With steak, you can actually get away with cooking it to 63 Celsius, um, and that's because grinding meat can actually introduce bacteria um, on the surface. Uh, but if your meat is still intact with a steak, for example, then you're only going to have bacteria on the surface, which means that once you're cooking it, it's going to you're going to be rid of it. And so often uh, when it comes to our fridge, we are, well, I can only speak for myself, I guess. Food just seems to spoil very quickly. And I never really took into consideration that it could be due to the temperature that I have my fridge set at. That's right. You want to keep your temp- your fridge at four degrees Celsius because anything above that, uh, bacteria can grow. And this actually really freaked me out to learn. Um, between if you keep your fridge between four and sixty Celsius, bacteria can double in as little as twenty minutes. And it's important in terms of the timing to get your leftovers in the fridge. You you have a very small window of opportunity here. You have about two hours of cooking, and after that, you're opening yourself up to danger. And that even goes for things like pizza and rice and vegetables. I always get challenged of, of how the best way to defrost, uh, you know, especially meat coming out of the fridge. Do you just take it out of the fridge? Do you put it in the or out of the freezer? Do you put it in the fridge? Do you put it in cold water? Do you, can you leave it on the counter? Definitely don't leave it on the counter. The safest way to defrost meat is slowly and in your fridge. Um, the second best is to thaw it in cold water because it will also maintain a consistent temperature that way. This one's a little bit confusing because uh, when I love eating salad, like I make friends with salad, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're saying that, hey, when you get pre-washed or pre-packaged salad, it's not necessarily the best thing for you. That's right. So if vegetables are contaminated during processing, there's nothing you can do if you're... Um, eating a, a pre-washed and pre-cut salad. Uh, rinsing the greens doesn't remove the bacteria, only mm. cooking them well. Um, but if you're getting something like, you know, a whole head of lettuce, the outside layer is going to protect what's inside from bacteria. Ah, good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not only the food that you eat that could give you some food poisoning problems. Non-food items can also make you sick. So, for example, homemade Play-Doh, sorry, was linked to E. coli outbreaks in 2016 and 2017 that made at least 30 people sick in Canada. Interesting. Who knew? I mean, and and so often we're just having fun with our kids and making Play-Doh and just enjoying, but we could be actually harming them as well, because what kid doesn't put Play-Doh in their mouth? Uh, Being careful when handling your uh, feathered friends or scaly friends. 
That's right. So reptiles and amphibians can carry salmonella. Um, so you want to make sure that you're washing your hands really carefully after feeding your pets or touching the environments that they live in. All right, good point. And uh, sometimes people just, you know, if they get food poisoning, they naturally think it was the last thing that they ate and they try to blame it on that, but that's not always the case. This was surprising to me. So it's often not the last thing you ate at all. So the most frequently reported foodborne illness in Canada produces symptoms anywhere from two to five days after exposure. And something like salmonella shows up after one to three days and E. coli uh, can take up to 10. And I mean, that, yeah, that definitely surprises me because that's always the first thing my mind goes to is, is, uh, is of course the last thing I ate, but, and I'm thinking was the best before date good or (laughs) was it expired? But they're saying that forget about that date. The best before date really only refers to freshness and quality. So instead you should be looking at the safety safety guidelines for specific foods. So Deli meats, hot dogs, and soft cheeses, for example, uh, are associated with listeria, um, and you should be consuming those food within two to three days of opening them. And I guess you can't rely just on the smell. I've always done that. You know, you smell the milk or you smell the beef, and you go, ah, it might be off. Uh, Even if it doesn't smell, it might still be in danger. So the bacteria that spoils food are not the same ones that make us sick. Um, If the food smells it's not safe to eat, but a lack of uh, odor doesn't actually mean that it's edible. Mm. Um, and you should consume, uh, aim to consume your leftovers within two or three days. Wow. And what if we end up getting a foodborne illness? You should go to the doctor or if it's really, really bad to the hospital. Um, and if you don't, public health officials won't know that you got sick. So if you go and you report your illness, that helps that authorities keep track and know uh, when to recall contaminated foods, for example. If you've been identified with food poisoning, what's the remedy? How do you get to can you get back from this? If it's a really severe case, your doctor might prescribe antibiotics. Otherwise, you've got to focus on replacing your lost fluids and electrolytes, getting lots of rest, and slowly reintroducing solid foods into your diet. That sounds great. The article is 13 Things You Should Know About Food Poisoning. It's in the Get Smart section of the Reader's Digest magazine, currently on newsstands. Megan, you guys also have a great website for articles like this. That's right. You can find us online at rd.ca. Megan Jones from Reader's Digest magazine, thank you for joining us and talk to the town. Thanks, John.